Hey everyone, welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're episode number 10. Number 10. Yeah, we're doing it. Finally in the double digits. It seems like we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. It, it has been a while. A lot has happened, but you know, it's it's the end of summer, right? People are kind of like getting antsy now. Like all the eBay stuff has kind of moved away. Yep. Well, not moved away. It's still with us. But you know, there's little things that are kind of like you don't hear all the drama. Do you do you see that? You know, I'm I haven't really been involved in any of of the drama. I know we talked about are we drama free that, that way. Well, we talked about the the glitch gate a little bit and just kind of like some frustrations there. But uh, as far as like other political kind of stuff going on in the eBay world. Just trying to stay out of that and just trying to enjoy the process of, of you know, making money. That's so good. And that's kind of what we're about. We want to, you know, inform people. But at the same time, you know, what it comes down to is, are we sourcing right, right? Are we being real, right? Are we picking up the right items? And then are we reselling and making money? Yeah, that's right? that's kind of the key. And, and so... The last thing we want this podcast to be is something that makes anybody's life more difficult. We want to provide, you know, uplifting, positive, uh, you know, just advice and ideas and and then ultimately help you guys make more money and have you guys help us make more money. Yeah. And if we're not being up, being positive, call us out. Like, yeah. I mean, don't call us out in the sense of like social media, call us out, send us a nice little DM, go, you know, you guys sound a little negative. Like what's going on? Because yeah. we want to be positive. We want you guys all to enjoy listening to us. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So what are we talking about today? Well, we got to catch up still. There's a lot that's happened. There has been. Since our last podcast, yeah. right? We ended up on Wade's Ventures, right? Yeah, that was awesome. That was. If you guys haven't had a chance to see it, you should check it out. Yeah, it's on YouTube, okay? And it's uh, Wade's Venture, okay? So you just go to YouTube, just type it in. You can actually, I'm sure if you type in Pure as a Podcast, we may show up. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, show us some love. Hit, hit some likes for Wade and it was just an amazing time. I think we really got to kind of, you know, Kind of flesh out everything that we do, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. Kind of talk about who who we are as Pure Hustle Podcast. Because you know, if you've been listening for a while, you, you kind of understand, you know, who we are, what our DNA is. Uh, but if you're just joining us, you know, it, it, that's a good place to start. Or or just recognizing that that we're here, you know, as a podcast. We have our YouTube also. Anything. If you're just listening, you can watch us. If you want to see our wonderful faces while you listen <laughs> to us. But you know, if you're driving in a car, because we recognize that's when a lot of people are. You know, they have time available. They they don't necessarily want to use all their data and have YouTube open. And they just want to get, you know, some some good content while they're maybe sourcing or driving in their car, going to thrift stores. Uh, so we want to be be here as that, uh, you know, option for you. And so that episode, you know, we talk a lot about some some tips. We we bring out <laughs> we brought out a few crates of items that we picked up to yeah. to to sell. And Wade also had a lot of great ideas. I do want to give one more shout out to Vic, the Chicago Flipper, on Instagram. He was great. He was one of the guys that answered one of our questions right and won a free T shirt. Yeah. We're not wearing our shirts. That's okay. You know, we want to. We you, we don't want to wear them every episode. Not every episode. Okay. We want to show off. You know, all of our wardrobe. I thought you were gonna say show off our guns or something. Oh huh. well, I could show off my guns even no matter what I'm wearing. And guns, what we mean is like muscles, right? Yeah, of course. We 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 you can't sell guns on eBay. I don't think. Okay, all right. And then also uh, to Scully Star Fashions, Rita. Right. Also supporting us, showing us some love out there. So, hey, thank you, guys. Thank you for chiming in. Thank you to all of you so far that have watched the YouTube episode. If you haven't a chance, again, that's Wade's Ventures. And again, take a look at it. Make sure you don't type in Wade's Adventures because it's going to take you somewhere else. It's Wade's Ventures. So show us some love out there. All right. So we need to catch up also on what we talked about. Do you remember what we were going to catch up on? Do you have any idea? Uh, maybe it's been so long that uh, I don't remember what we're supposed to catch up on. So what are we supposed <laughs> to catch up on? Lot. We've just, I think Waze Venture kind of threw us in a loop, That's right? That's true. Yeah, kind of threw everything off. Because it was like th- another show, right, yeah, along yeah. with the podcast. So you had mentioned that you were going to diversify. So you had talked mm. about Poshmark. Yep. And then maybe sending in a shipment to Amazon. Yeah, that's true. So uh, we haven't actually sent the Amazon order in yet. Um we actually called Amazon, had a great experience. We had a, a Wait, phone you call. called Amazon? Like there's people that pick up the phone? Well, okay. So not only that, but we, we had not sent anything in to them. We had opened up this account. We had paid the $39.99 uh, to be a pro account, which 
because uh, we thought that would help us with some certain things. But anyways, we were running into some issues. We hadn't sent anything in yet. And they actually reached out to us through an email and said, hey, would you like to set up a conference call? And we can kind of... What? Yeah, this it was so foreign to you me. Know, it was great customer service. It, they, you know, we, they, they said they'd help us out if we had any questions. Uh, so yeah, we talked to them for you know quite a bit of time, about a half hour, and they answered every question we had and, and gave us some reassuring advice. And and so we're, we're definitely going to get something sent in there. But we uh, have are had... Are you like, on the payroll for Amazon? No, definitely. I'm not, but I have had amazing customer experience as a customer from Amazon. I mean, I'm sure listeners out there are going, Amazon called you and scheduled a conference call with you. Like, yeah, no, that, it, that is it was very great. shocking to me. Yeah, maybe maybe they're uh, they're trying to, they got an email or something that said like, try and get more sellers. And so they recognize like, let's reach out to those who have, have an account, but haven't sent anything in yet. Oh, so. awesome. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the conference call. I'm interested. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it was just really good. They gave us some, some uh, advice as far as, you know, how much storage we have, how much storage costs, um, some regulations on, you know, selling toys during Christmas and, and are things blocked and are they not? And, and, you know, they were just really helpful, but, uh, you know, I don't want to go into the whole, you know, call and, and explain all no, of I my get that. I'm just very fascinated. I'm sure our listeners are fascinated too, because I think I've talked maybe to Amazon twice, really? but it's, it's really hard to even get to a place where you can get them to call you. Like you got to, click on certain things where it's like FBA issue. Mm. And then after that, you have to click on that issue. And then mm. if you don't find the answer, you click on another thing. And then eventually you can either do an email, you could do a chat, or you could do a phone call. Yeah, Maybe things have changed. Maybe they've gotten better and recognized they need to, to address that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was a good experience for us. For sure. All right. So walking away from that conference call. So what are your next steps then? Yeah. So, I mean, we've got a box already ready to go. We just need to... Uh, you know, double check all of our items, figure out if it's worth sending or whether we want to go eBay or not. Because that's that's one of the big things. Is a lot of the things we have, uh, you know, could go either way. And Amazon takes a cut, eBay takes a cut. And it's just a matter of trying to figure out um, logistically what's going to be the best bet for us. Awesome. That's so good to hear. Okay, talk to me about Poshmark. Yeah, bit. Poshmark, we've had some sales. It's been great. Um, we, had, we had one sale that was a big bummer. We had bought a backpack that, um, you know, it's a really cool looking backpack. We got it on a, at a good deal at a store. And so we buy this backpack. We had several backpacks, but this one, the one sold and we go to ship it. We pull it out of the crate that it was in and the little handle part on the top of the backpack was broken. Oh, it was painful. And it was broken. When we bought it. We just didn't recognize it was broken. We bought it. So, and that was our very first posh sale. So we had to <laughs> message the buyer and say, Hey, we're canceling the order. Sorry. Your item is defective. Like, sorry right and luckily they didn't leave any bad feedback or anything but th that was what was running through uh, my head was what if we get a really bad feedback on this on our first sell so we'll have like a one star like a one negative star ranking and nothing positive you know so you but can only go up from there out. yeah but who's gonna buy from the person with one review <laughs> and it's negative now my question to you is did you think about running out to a store because this obviously wasn't like a vintage item no it wasn't vintage but it was definitely it was a it was a hot commodity and they didn't have any more we did check and the stores were out in our area so you didn't try to do any drop shipping uh, you know we probably would have lost money on that. No, I would. So. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. So I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Like that. That could be really scary. Like yeah. right off the bat, you do not want to start there. Yeah. So. No. Absolutely. So good. I'm so happy for you guys. Okay. So I had this magical garage sale. Do you remember that was my hope? Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out, right? It did. It did. And and posted some things on Insta, but you know, it was two weeks ago, and there was I. It, well, okay, it was magical. But the magic kind of went away as I started sifting through items. Uh, I hate when that happens. Okay, so it was magical because, yes, I did pick up a lot of stuff. You know, I picked up a, a lot of Harley gear. I, I picked up, I can't remember everything. It was just, it was a huge, my, my trunk was full. Mm. Like I picked up a chair that I'm going to sell locally. Uh, I also picked up uh, some other, I actually sold some of the items. I sold some of the jackets recently. I paid like two bucks and I sold it for 25. I picked up a jacket. I paid a dollar for, mm. sold it for 50. I actually posted those on Insta today. And so a lot of items. And the one that I was really excited about didn't work out. Oh, what was wrong? You want me to share with those? Yeah, what was wrong? Are we being negative if I share those? No, that's not. I, I think the negative part is you got to share your experience. If we're just positive, I think we're giving unrealistic expectations. That's true. We got to be real. Yeah, we have to be real. I think I think the negativity comes when you're just bashing, you know, the community or a person or a platform or something like that. Okay. All right. So I ended up picking three pairs of Nike shoes that day. 
So you probably uh, saw you one. You told me about that. Okay, yeah. all right. So one of them was a pair of Jordans. Now, and I'll put this on Insta. The Jordans, like the way you research Jordans is you look inside and there's like a serial number. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you put that number into eBay, and usually, you know, the solds pop up and whatever. And and sometimes I, I double check and I go to Google and I'll put them on Google, and it validates. Well, you know, you're kind of on the fly, right? Right. I looked it up. These Jordans, they looked awesome. And so, from what I saw in the eBay pictures and from what I had in my hand, they looked very like. Now they were both black pairs of shoes. Uh huh. And I didn't look closely enough. Mm. So I got home and I'm like, I'll pump and like, I'm gonna flip these. I think I even one of the Insta story says said uh, these go for 115 because mm. that's what they were going for. Right. And I look and I go, wait a second, the eBay listings now I'm looking at on my desktop, they don't have velvet on them. Oh, like there's a burgundy pair of these Jordans that are velvet, but there aren't a black pair. And then I looked and the real ones were shimmery. And these were velvet. And so mm. I, I'm like, there, maybe I'm the only one, right? You're hoping right, for that last right. one. Maybe I'm the only one that has this pair that to sell, uh, to sell right now. And I kept looking, and I kept, kept coming across these, like, Chinese websites. Oh, that is rough. And I'm like, wait a second. These are knockoffs. Ugh. And there, was, there were three or four websites. Like, it was, like, NikeShoeSale.com or something, and... And they were not legit. Like, you knew. Like, you look on the website, and, like, these shoes are not legit. Well, and I know you bought those those three pairs together at one place. It almost makes you wonder. I mean, the people who sold them to you more than likely knew that they were knockoffs, but sold them yes. to you under the impression that they're real, right? So uh, I, don't, I don't know. So let, let, me just, let me just finish this real quick. So the first pair of Nikes, the black ones, the Jordans, you know, they were talking to me. They're like, oh, you were a teacher. Cool. Mm. Like, we had this connection. And I remember he had asked me, he goes, where are you looking those up? Which I thought was a weird question because right. he wasn't, like, you know, 80 years old. He was about 20-something. Like, by now, I'm sure if he had a pair of Jordans and he, maybe he was a sneakerhead, he would have known about eBay. Yeah, exactly. So maybe he at that time he was going, hey, how is he finding out the value of these if they're fake? Maybe, maybe that's just conspiracy. You right. think I'm being too, too kind of you know pessimistic about this guy? Well, it, I, I, I think he knew they the were best. fake. No, I think you think he knew they were fake. Yeah. Okay. Nobody has three pairs of shoes unless no, this they is the one pair. This is the one pair oh, of black okay, Nikes. Right. But he gave them to me for fifteen dollars. So, you know, he ended up scoring anyways. Yeah. So he got the score, and you kind of got. <laughs> so that was sad. Yeah, that's a bummer. So this, these other two, I think they knew that, I think they believed they were real. Mm. So if there's on Insta, there's that video, I got some tacos. Yep. And they were awesome tacos, by the way. Like, I almost wanted to turn back and get some more, but then I thought about all the profits I'd be losing, so I didn't. So there's these boxing shoes. And they looked very legit. In the box, they looked legit, but I was in a hurry. I got distracted by the tacos. You know, I want to keep moving. I go home. And they are so fake. Oh. Like it, it, when I show on Insta the picture, the tags like aren't fully even done inside the shoe. And That's what's crazy. interesting is I did go to eBay and some people sold these. Huh. And, you know, and they, and I looked at their feedback and they had hundred percent feedback. Huh. But they were fake. Yeah. And and I couldn't sell fake items. Two reasons. One, there's an ethical issue for yep. me. Two is what if Others got away with it, and I don't get away with it. Exactly, yeah. And so I decided, I actually kept them. So we're eventually going to shoot a what we bought fake item. Mm. I, I don't know what we're going to call it. Like fake item, fantastic, it's our, fun. It's our flip-flops, flip, right? Something. We're going to call it something. But I'm, I'm like, I'm hoarding these all these fake items. Unless the police show up and then they're going to think I'm a dealer of fake items. Yeah, that would be really bad. That would be really bad. Because today I did come across another pair of fake Nikes the other day. Mm. So anyways, be aware, you know, Nike shoes, I'm really, I've never had that scenario happen in my five years of reselling, especially all at one time. I've never bought a pair of fake Nike shoes. That's crazy. So anyways, okay. But it was a magical garage sale. I've sold tons of items. So that's good. So it kind of, it got my spirits up and... And, you know, I look forward to the next few weeks coming up. Nice. So I have a random story I want to share. Let's hear about it. 
Okay, so all of you guys, well, those of you that follow us on Instagram, if you don't, make sure you follow us. Oh, who's calling me? This could be offer up. Okay, we're going to turn that off. That was uh, bad etiquette. That's a bummer. That's okay. That happens. Sorry, everyone. See, we got to keep the volume on because when we get those ch-chings, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> it should have been on talent, but yes, we're waiting for the ch-chings. So I went to a thrift store and I put this on Instagram and a lot of people read the story, but I wanted to kind of share a little bit more about it. So you know that thrift store we go to? Yep. Like the thrift store? The thrift store, yeah. Okay. So they have this huge electronics wall. And I'm there and I'm like, wow, there could be a lot of good things here. So I'm looking, 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 looking. And the whole time, I'm not finding anything. And this guy approaches me. And he has a very thick accent. He goes, hey, you. I'm like, what's, what's going on? He goes, look at those chairs over there. Like, why? Like, those are, what's so good? He goes, Check this out. And he literally kind of just like he stands up. He doesn't take his cell phone out of his pocket. He kind of lifts up his untucked shirt out a, a little bit. And he kind of pulls his phone out. And it's like he had his website already like showing. And he shows me like this price for these chairs. And, you know, they were like over a thousand dollars. I can't remember the exact number right now. And he goes, see, the, see those chairs? These are those chairs. And I was like, oh, Really? And I look, and sure enough, there are those chairs. So there are oh. these two stacks of chairs, you know, six chairs, right? Two stacks of six chairs, so a total of 12, each stack going for $89.99. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my. Like, I literally was next to these chairs probably for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I never thought to even look them up. Never once. So I asked him. I said, so how would you know about these chairs? He goes, oh, I used to resell for a long time. And I said, oh, wow, really? So tell me a little bit about it. Like, I hear hear an accent. Tell me where you're from. He goes, my name is Ivan, and I'm from, and he told me an Eastern European country. I don't want to say the country because, you know, maybe he's listening, and I don't want to sound like I'm insulting. I'm not trying to, but I was very intrigued. And I said, so tell me a little bit about, you know, your your reselling. Like, what's the deal? And he goes, oh, I've been reselling for a long time. And And then he looks at my cart. He goes, you're selling that junk? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I go, yeah, well, that's not junk. It's used. He goes, it's used items. I said, yeah. He, and he asked me, where do you sell those? I said, well, I sell this on Amazon eBay. He goes, you sell used stuff on Amazon? I said, sure, I do. If, as long as it's electronics and it works. He goes, oh, I used to do Amazon, you know, two, 2006, 2007, 2008. I didn't even know you could sell wow. back then. Maybe you could. And he started going to a story about that there's a conglomerate. Like, I guess eBay, Amazon, Facebook is all owned by some company. I, 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 it's okay. So it's for our conspiracy, eh, it's for our conspiracy episode. But you know what I find is like the OG sellers, a lot of them have these stories like they, they started somewhere. Right. Like with Amazon and eBay and they just got really upset. So what he, what he told me in the end was that he's going to sell these chairs on consignment. Hmm. So he doesn't, he goes, Stores don't do a store. Everything online or consignment. And I go, why? Why is that? He goes, you're you're gonna lose money. And so he started telling me about how he used to have a whole store, and it just was tough. He had to work with employees, and he had to you know pay all the overhead. And now what he does is he finds expensive items and he sells them on consignment. So hmm. on those chairs, he'll probably make you know two, three, maybe four grand, wow. and he'll get half of that. But in the end, he doesn't have to pack. He doesn't have to ship. He doesn't have to store. Nah, so it's kind of nice. like Amazon FBA yeah. <laughs> on a different level. Yep, yep. But, you know, again, it told me, you know, that whole story related to me how much I do not know. Right. Absolutely. There's a lot to learn. I mean, every market, every little niche you can be involved in, there's I mean, there's so many out there. You can't possibly know everything about everything. But you got to know something about most things if you're going to be successful, as I imagine. I agree. And also, there's there's research has been a long, around for a long time. Before, you know, all the YouTubers and the mm-hmm. podcast people like us showed up, there's people that know their stuff. So, again, don't discount those. You know, you see those. You, you know how they look. Those old school resellers, they show up and, and they don't even use phones or anything. Right. right? They, they just, just know. They just know. And, you know, it never hurts to kind of, if you can, you know, I know there's a time constraint when you're out there flipping, but, you know. It never hurts to kind of, you know, pick the brain of one of those guys yeah, and hear absolutely. what they have to say. Because that day, I learned a valuable lesson mm. and it was very worth it to me. So that's the story I wanted to share. That's good. I like it. So 
So you got anything you want to share before we move on? <sighs> Random stories. I don't know. We'll see it. We'll see what comes up. In the know, they come up anyway. Right? Yeah, yeah, it'll come up. All I'm right. Sure. Let's talk about some current topics. Goodwill prices. I wanted to talk about this. So how, how do you how do you feel when you go to Goodwill? You think their prices are the same, or do you find that you're paying a lot more at the Goodwill comparison in comparison to other stores? Yeah, I, I think it just depends. Well, Goodwill is definitely more expensive, at least around here. Um, you know, Salvation Army, Amvets, uh, those places they they tend to run quite a bit cheaper than the Goodwills run. Um, and you know, there's, that comes at a benefit because when you get to a place like a Goodwill, they seem to do a little bit better job of filtering through some of the junk and not having as much, you know, stuff that's just trash that you're wasting your time looking through, but you're definitely going to pay up on an item. So where you might get jeans for a dollar at a Salvation Army, sometimes you might be paying 10, $15 at a Goodwill, but you're not getting jeans with the holes in them and stains and so you're definitely paying more. And then each Goodwill is different too. So some Goodwills you go to, um, you know, it seems to be like clothes are all pretty relatively cheap, except if you get into a certain market and then you go to another Goodwill and then all the clothes are really expensive. So it, it does seem to be varying from Goodwill to Goodwill. Okay. I, I just was wondering. So you, you would say that the extra that you're paying for an item at Goodwill is kind of like the service charge for them to filter out items and have a cleaner store. Yeah, it, that that's not a charge I like to play as a, pay as a reseller. But okay. if I was just a customer, I think I would appreciate that. You know, as a reseller, I don't mind looking through the junk to get the really good deal on on an item that's gonna you know net me a lot of money. If I buy, if I'm buying the items at Goodwill, they're already cutting into my profit quite a bit. You know, so okay, yeah, because I I do find. Out of all the thrift stores, Goodwill is the cleanest. Would you oh, agree? absolutely, for sure. Like the other ones, I, I still, even though I've been thrifting for a long time, I, there's times I'm like, ah, this is getting really gross in here. Yeah, right some, now. some, some thrift stores are like you're walking in a, a, a dumpster warehouse, you know, or like it's <laughs> like a landfill inside a building. Yeah. Um, but you know, you go into some Goodwills and and they, not all of them. Some of them are a little nicer than others, but they do overall, I think, a pretty good job of almost making you feel like you're in like a boutique, right? That things are kind of oh, organized. The, oh, I can't stand that word. No? Boutique? Oh, Not a fan. It, it kills me in the sense that when Goodwill goes boutique, mm. it just means the prices go up. Prices do go up. They do. Yeah. And, and here's another weird thing. I find that the Goodwills that went boutique style, they're harder to thrift. Yeah. Because they used to have at the Goodwills these huge long racks. Right. And they would put the shoes on top. So you'd be able to just comb through clothes and look at shoes at the same time. Now there's all these circular ones, right? Yep. So you have to literally go circle to circle to circle. And it's just, it just, it's just annoying. Yeah, I agree. So anyways, all right. I bring this up because, you know, Craigslist Hunter, to me, he's one of the best resellers out there to watch on YouTube. And he had this video, and I don't know, you probably haven't seen it yet, but he, he went to Goodwill in the Midwest. So when I think of Midwest, I don't think of expensive, right? When I think of expensive, I think of Cali. Right. Yeah. And he's out there, and man, these prices were crazy. Really? Like I, we're talking about like a tape deck. You know, they're trying to sell for like a hundred dollars that goes for a hundred dollars an eBay. Oh. Right. We're talking about like it was like a chest now for a hundred dollars. We're talking about there's a bull on the ground, like this sculpture, ninety dollars. So it was a Goodwill that thought they were an antique store. Kind Something of. like that. I mean, you know, it's funny because I'm watching this video and, and and I'm a big fan of Pete. Uh, and he, you know, he tells it how it is. And this time I'm like, maybe Pete, like, is just upset today, right? And so, but as he's going, he's looking, I'm going, oh, my. Like you should, you should watch it. You really should. He, he, I think it's called Goodwill, the end of Goodwill or something like that. You, you can't, you can't miss it. And he's going, and it just gets worse. And worse Oof. and worse. And I've experienced that too, but not in all the stores. Right. So he, he talks about like maybe the days of Goodwill, you know, as far as resellers may be closing. Mm. And so I, there's that perspective. And there's another YouTube, and I keep bringing these resellers, but I respect these guys, Golden Finger Picker. Yep. He had this video uh, with Hearts Pickers, and he was talking about that we shouldn't be kind of upset with these thrift stores because in the end, they're also trying to, you know, make money, right? Yeah. They're not trying to cater to resellers. Right. Right, which I, I don't know. I go back and forth on that because I know some Goodwills do cater to resellers. Yeah. Like the ones I go to, they're very big on resellers because we provide 40 to 50% of their revenue. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and then it allows them, I mean, we talked about in our last episode, uh, you know, the fast nickel, slow dime. For some of those stores, they, they might be running on almost that fast nickel mentality. If they can get 
you know, 30 to 40% of their merchandise in the store out of the doors within a week that allows them to get more merchandise in. Right. So we are doing them a favor in that sense if, if they price things so that they can go. Uh, and the other thing, what, what bugs me is sometimes you go into stores, especially if the prices are high and you go and you spend, you know, an hour walking and looking at every item in the store and you go to that same store a week or two weeks later and it's mostly the same stuff. Oh, and so you've got to be wondering, happens. like, how are, how are they making money? Like, if you just lower the prices on these things, people will buy it, and then you can get more stuff in the store, you know, because they're getting it for free. They've got to have warehouses where they just have stuff, like, sitting, waiting to make it onto they the do. shelf They do. They actually, they hold out, like, jackets. Mm. They hold out their jackets until a certain season. <laughs> like, the worst is when you find something that is priced more than what it's sold on eBay. <sighs> yeah. That's when, okay. I've, I've definitely seen that. Or, or, or just about the same price, and it's... You almost think like that's kind of how some places are, are marking their items. And and again, like we talked about that, you can sell an item higher on eBay because you're reaching the people who want that item. Correct. Right? There's that one person in Tennessee who wants this one little trinket that is willing to pay that price for it. But that doesn't mean somebody in San Diego is willing to pay that price for it. Right. So if you want that price, you're going to have to get it to those few people who want it. You can't just assume that you can, you know, raise your price to that level and that that's what they go for in a small market. Yeah. And we're like personal shoppers. Right. Right. I mean, part of the surcharge, I guess, would say when we, you know, price things high is the market. And then on top of that, that we're finding something that you couldn't find unless you were there with us. Yep. Exactly. Right. So that, you know, because I get that question all the time. Like, don't you feel bad you go into a thrift store and, and you pay so cheap and you sell it for so high? And I say, well, no, because everybody has the same opportunity. And two, if it was not for me picking up that item, that person would have never been able to find it. Yep. So like today, I'll give you an example today. I sold a uh, Jams World shirt today. Uh, I sold it for $40, picked it for five, for five bucks, but it was for a restaurant. Mm. And this person was an employee of that restaurant. Nice. And they contacted me and said, you know, they, it was a, I had it up for $65. And they sent me an offer of $40. And usually I wouldn't take the $40. But they said, hey, I was an employee of this place for 20 years. I loved it. Mm. Are you willing to work with me? And, you know, that tugged at my heartstrings. Uh, they got you. <laughs> I know. You sucker. I, no, they you know what? You. I, I think it was, it was truth. <laughs> and I said, sure. You know, I said, sure. And I accepted the offer. And they messaged me, thank you so much. And I've been to this restaurant. Mm. And I said, it's a great place to dine. And they replied back and they said, oh, it's awesome. It was awesome to work there. Thank you so much. And so if it wasn't for me finding that shirt, they wouldn't have found that shirt. Yep. Right. Unless they ended up at the certain, I think I found it at Salvation Army yep. in the middle of San Diego. They would have never come across that shirt. Who would have ended up buying it would probably be somebody who needed to paint in their house and need something to get stuff on. Like, hey, this is a cool looking shirt that I can wear around the house. And so, yeah, that person who has the sentimental value attached to it wouldn't get it. So, yeah, you, you are doing a service, um, I think, when... When you're willing to do that. And of course, like you said, like anybody can go look at thrift stores. But if I'm looking for something in particular, like if I went into reselling thinking I'm looking for one particular model of, you know, I don't know, an electronic device. This is one item that I want. I could probably spend my entire, you know, career of reselling going to thrift stores and maybe never run into one of those. But I can go on eBay and if I really wanted one, I can get one tomorrow. Right. So that's kind of the 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 thing with going to those thrift stores is is yeah, we, we are charging people more than we're paying for them, but we're doing a huge service to the people who really want that item. 100% agree. So we'll just have to see. I, one thing I want to leave listeners with is remember, every thrift store has its weak points. Mm. Every single time. So either, you know, they, there's something they miss. And remember, a lot of these items that are being priced high, some of the managers don't agree with it. Like I ran into a manager the other day and they said, what are my, you know, what are my employees doing? Mm. Because employees, I, I don't know how the whole system works, but I guess employees, if items that they price sell or something, it goes back onto some kind of tracking or something, something like that. Gotcha. So, but, you know, some managers are like, no, like it should have been priced lower and they're willing to work with you. So, so be aware of that. And just like we sometimes misprice items on, on eBay, so do Goodwill people. Right. Remember, they're, they're just out there trying to hustle, trying to make a dollar to 15 cents. Yep. Right. They're not any different than we are. So, you know. Just be aware of that. Don't you know? Don't go in there with this beef about goodwill. Just try to find the stuff that they missed and move on. Yep, so. I agreed. All right, so let's talk a little bit about sales picking up. Are they picking up for you? Summer is almost over, so slow down. It should be calming down. You know, I don't. I don't know what to contribute to 
the summer slowdown part ending and what to contribute to just we have more items in our store. Okay. Uh, but I, I tend to find that that weekends are like the high points. Like I can go all week without a sale. I actually made two sales today, which was kind of nice. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I know some people are like, two sales? I made that no, that's last good. minute. You know, but, but you know, I made two sales today, but, but there's times where I can go the whole week and maybe make one or two sales the whole week. And then Saturday and Sunday hits and it's like 15, 20 items will sell. That's, and so it's it's a lot of packing, but at least it's all at one time, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, so um, I think weekends is is a big one for us. And we've definitely, our sales have, have certainly increased. Uh, so I think part of that is to an increased pipeline and potentially some of that could be to just the time of the year that it is. True. I, I, I think they're picking up. I, I would say I experienced the summer slowdown and now I'm getting consistent multiple sales a day. That's good. I mean, I was getting sales every day still, but sometimes it was just one. Right. Luckily, there were like bigger items, mm. and so I didn't feel the hit that much. But now it's it's every day. That's good. So it's nice. And one tip I do want to share with listeners, and this is another conspiracy tip. So well, hopefully it's good. You know, sometimes you sell things on Friday, and technically you have until Sunday to ship it out. Not until Sunday, till Monday, Monday to ship it out, right? Yep. So you have Friday, you have until Monday midnight to ship it out. But I find that if, and those of you that are veteran sellers, you know what I'm talking about, that if you pack things and you ship it out Saturday before the post office closes, like you'll get more sales. Huh. It doesn't happen all the time, but I do find it's odd. Like I'll drop something off at the post office and I'm driving and I hear cha-ching. Weird. I'm like, weird. like right after it gets scanned. So anyway, it's just something to think about. Not- and for those of you who are listening, because I'm, you know, like some of you new to this, um, so you might be wondering, like, what do they mean, like, with the conspiracy thing? So it's not just like, like a luck, like, you know, we think that this, you know, just magically happens. You know, if you wear the right color shirt, then you'll get a sale. But that eBay has actually got an algorithm that potentially is bringing your items higher on the on the page. So when somebody's searching for something, they might see a hundred items that are the exact same. And if you're doing certain things right within their like algorithm systems, your item will be closer to the top. So, you know, these things are from what I understand, um, pretty well understood, not all verified, but uh but that's what we're talking about when we say yeah. And I'm not sure any of it's verified. I think free shipping is one of them that's mm. been verified. I think free returns has been verified. But, you know, all these other conspiracy. But I can't wait till that conspiracy episode. That'll be great. I, I want to wait till we get more of an audience base because I like to hear what other people yeah, are. Like, maybe maybe we do that one live and let people chat with us yeah, about what, could, they, what they think and have experienced. Okay. Wow. Who knows what we'll get when we go live? Hey, I'm ready. Okay. Well, I'm not ready right this moment, but no, I, I'm ready when you guys are ready. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Okay. Um, Q4. Uh, just real quick, and we're going to have a whole Q4 episode coming up. But I, I just hey, – let's explain Q4 real quick. Can we explain it really let's fast? Let's do it. Okay. What do, we, do you know what I mean by Q4? Yeah. So Q4 is the uh, fourth quarter of the year. So you break the year into months, right? What, three months? Three months. The last three months of the year. Yeah, so you get your three-month quarters. Uh, and then, yeah, so the fourth quarter, the, the Q4 time is – the, that big Christmas rush when people are starting to buy things for the holidays. Um, people are in that giving mode and they want to just spend and give and giving to get back. Yeah, and and from what I from what I understand, just retail in general makes majority of their money during that that time frame. So yeah, they actually so, end up in the black. Like they're red all year. Some companies and they go in the black. Yeah, they're 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 waiting for that moment. They're staying afloat because then they make it all up. All right. So if you see a bunch of YouTube videos or podcasts and people talking about Q4, that's what we're talking about. Because actually, you know, there's some new sellers that actually had DM'd us and had asked. And, you know, to me, always feel free to ask us questions. Yes, please. Because I ask Orlando all the time what things mean, right? Like Not all the time. He knows some stuff. He plays it down. I know stuff, but most of what I know is because, you know, of asking and looking and researching. So, you know, you're, you're not going to know everything. And, and I mean, in fact, we were selling some stuff on Poshmark. My wife and I were selling stuff on Poshmark and we had some weird things coming up and we had to watch like two or three YouTube videos of people, different YouTubers talking about Poshmark before we figured out what the bundle was and why there was, you know, only one item in a bundle and can we offer on that? So, so yeah, anytime you have a question, um, if, if you're seeing something on eBay, on Amazon, 
Um, starting to learn Poshmark a little bit. I'm definitely not an expert, but but if you've got questions on those things, feel free to reach out because if we don't know, we'll we'll try and find out who does know and then share that because if you've got that question, I'm sure other people do too. Yeah, and be aware. I mean, you don't necessarily have to go to us. If you just go to Google, just Google it, right? Or if you go to YouTube, I mean, there's stuff out there, but we're going to do that. But here's the benefit of coming to us. Oh, we'll wow. take, I'm going to sell okay. us on All this. right, okay. So you... We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. You come to us with a question, kind of like this Q4 one, and then we're going to make sure that that question is then addressed on a broader scale. So people who don't even know they have that question are going to learn uh, about it. Okay, right? right? So people who might not know to, to, that they need to Google it are going to hear because we're talking about it. Nice. Okay. And that's why we're better than Google. Just kidding. <laughs> wow. We're not. All right, well, I think we just lost a bunch of followers. No, people love that. Okay. All right. Okay, <laughs> I on. love Google. I'm a huge Google fan. Hey, do you know KV stores are going to be opening up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you mention that to me before. So tell me what that model looks like for them. So have you been a spirit of Halloween? Yep. Like, I know you love to get dressed up for Halloween, right? Yeah. You're one of those guys? No, I, I, I did when I was a kid. I, I haven't. I haven't felt like spending money on a costume recently. Really? But yeah, for those of you, again, who don't know, like if you don't have something like this in your area, what pops up, I'm sure there's something like it, but it might not be called Spirit of Halloween. Uh, but right around Halloween time, uh, we get these stores that pop up and they are big stores. They're not small. Like they're huge. They're like size. warehouse. Well, not yeah. warehouse, but they're the size of not anchor store, but almost anchor store. Yeah, they're they're pretty good sized stores that will pop up and they they are or sometimes they're tents. Like occasionally they'll be like in a parking lot of a we have really good weather. I can think of a circus, but it's a store. Yeah. And so these things, these stores pop up and it just sells Halloween stuff. And like the day after Halloween, they basically clearance everything out and then they close it away and you don't see them again until next year. They clearance them out. A lot of stuff gets cleaned. Are we losing stuff. money? Yeah, you're not buying Halloween stuff. At, Where would I keep it? I don't know, but you should keep it. And well, here's the problem: Halloween stuff. I feel like with costumes, it's a different big costume every year, right? So certain things, like I'd imagine buying like uh, face paints and fake blood and that kind of stuff, probably always sell. But yeah, they no. There's they some people that make it. all their money for the year Halloween. Really? Seriously? Like they do it through Amazon? They do it through? I need to get into costumes. They do it through eBay. I don't know. I get scared. Like, what do people, especially with free returns, like wear a costume and just return it? Turn off free returns. Uh, you can't do that. Like, you, it has to be a free return on every item. You no, can't select I, I item know, item. I know, I know. No, you can. You can do it if you want to. I'm just saying, if if you want to get that top rated seller and you want to open get up more a second sales, store. Wow. Well, Mike, Mike and I are just going to edit today. No, I, I'm just thinking like, like <laughs> if, if that was the concern, if you if you were like, I can make a lot of money on this, but I don't want to lose. No, no, no I hear it. Tower. I completely hear it. And I'm pretty sure people do that. Okay, going back to Spirit Halloween. So these are going to be KB stores that just pop up. And supposedly they're going to be up before Black Friday. Do you remember KB? Do you have any childhood memories from KB? Yeah, walking by them in a mall and seeing all the toys and like, an airplane flying yeah, around, like I a remember string the up yes. in the top. Yeah. Or the little monkey, like there's that little table and there's like little animals moving yeah, around. Yeah, moving around. Or like a, yeah, like a fake Anime, like, like the crank yeah. up animals. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I I didn't really go in them very often, but. Uh, I just remember it was, it was overpriced. Do you remember that? I, again, I was. And it doesn't kid, exist so. anymore. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. But the you know what? It was overpriced too, though. KB Toys, huh. though, I, I, I looked into this. My wife did some looking into it and told me, um, KB stores actually bought Toys R Us or Toys R Us bought. So they're owned by the same company. That's not good. Yeah, it's the same company. So I think. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, it was the same company. So so one of them, one of the other bought the other. And because it was like running in the deficit and it was anyway. So they purchased it and they tried to keep them open and it didn't seem to work. So it could possibly be. And I could maybe I'm wrong. I I could be wrong on this, but at least one of the articles that we looked into one of the guys' theories was, um, I mean, KB stores didn't want to close Toys R Us. They obviously wanted Toys R Us, if this is true, wanted Toys R Us to be successful because they're making money when Toys R Us is making money. But because it wasn't being successful, they could kind of close them out, bankrupt it, and then now all of that market will flood to KB stores, and now they'll be profitable again. And that's the thing. And here's the, there's a ton of stuff. Actually, CNN just broke a story. I'm, I'm trying to look it up real quick. But... There's, I guess, a ton of inventory that toy makers had that they were going to push through through Toys R Us, and they just were unable to, Oof. right? Because Toys R Us shut down. So now KB 
is in there. But then these toys might be selling at a different rate. Like they might not be as expensive as they were at Toys R Us. I don't know. Mm. There, there's a lot of theories out there. I just think it's going to be interesting. I and it's interesting. I'll read something here. Strategic Marks bought the KB Toys brand from Bain Capital in 2016. Bain is the same company that bought Toys R Us and took it private in 2006, a process that left the toy company saddled with $5.3 billion in debt from which it never recovered. Yeah. So, so, yeah, when it's I think the same Bain, parent company. What do you think about, when you think about Bain? Well, I know you're going to go with... Uh... You're going to go with Batman on that one. I just can't help it. Yeah. Like, we, we played this game. This is way off talking, but we played this game. It was like Love Letter, and there was a Batman version of it. Uh, it's kind of just like a fun four-player card game. And there was this, one of the cards was Bane, and it was like the worst thing that could happen to you. And it, I think Orlando accidentally did it to himself one time. And so, like, that was like the running joke is like, you baned yourself. Like, <laughs> that's right. You baned yourself. That's right. But I think about it. Like, this, this you know, Bane of all names, right? Yeah. So Bain Capital, that sounds great. Like that definitely sounds like there's some guy like up in an office with like a big cigar and a cat on his lap and wow, is like okay. taking over the world. They're gonna come after us. We probably need Bain Capital is. Yeah, we're gonna get Bane. <laughs> oh man, don't don't be Bane. <laughs> if we are Bane, then we need you guys to come support you, us. You know what happened to us. But anyways, so this is kind of interesting. So Strategic Marks now is gonna you know work these KB stores and I you know people keep saying Orlando why are you stressing about Q4 and to me it's just because it's the unknown mm. like who knows like maybe they'll have really cheap toys right because they have a bunch of toys they need to offload and we'll have an interesting competitive market on Amazon maybe they'll be overpriced like they were back in the day similar to Toys R Us and it's going to help all of us so yeah that's true who knows but anyways just keep an eye you know I'm sure there'll be news stories coming out about that so just be aware. Yep. Okay. Hustle of the week. Hustle of the week. I think I know what your hustle of the week is going to be. Oh, you know what it is. I don't. I called it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Okay, so um, I, I here's the deal. If you you've heard me a couple of times, I think at least two episodes, I talked about um the 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 Apple hat that mm -hmm. I got. And if you watch the Wade's Venture, I actually showed the Apple hat on Wade's Venture, uh, and I was talking about you know how excited I was. Bought it for fifty cents. Had it listed for. I think I had it listed for 99 and I was hoping to get like 89 because I saw some others going for like 85, 89 that were the same hat. Um, and Orlando says, put it on global, turn your global on, it will sell global. And I think you made a bet with me breakfast um, that if it didn't sell global, you'd buy me black breakfast. And it, it went, it went as soon as we turned on global, like the next day it sold. And I told so, you full price. Yeah, full price, $99. So uh, I think I owe you breakfast on that I, I, one. I think, I think that's do. how that worked out. So, <laughs> so somehow my I'll get a cheap breakfast that doesn't cut into your profits. Somehow my hustle of the week turns into free breakfast for Orlando. My hustle of the week now is the free breakfast. There we go. There Boom. You. Done. Wrap it up. Next section. But you bought the hat for how much again? Fifty cents. Yeah, it was a, really it's a good sweet deal. hat. It was awesome. Yeah, I would say it was hard for me to part with, and I don't want to lose fans on this one. But I'm not an Apple fan, so Ooh. it was easy to get rid of. Here's what's funny. So it's not my hustle of the week, but one of the things I sold recently was a Microsoft Windows 3.0. I saw that. Right? For the same amount. I sold it for $84.99, but I bought it in a state sale for $5. The box is worn, the package is worn, and it went global. That's awesome. Maybe it's the same person. Maybe it's a collector. How yeah, they just collect just technology stuff? Like they don't really, they're not like brand specific. No, this one went to Japan, which was kind of cool. It's just interesting to think that, you know, I've got stuff. Going to another country. Isn't that wild? And you only have to ship it to Kentucky. So don't sleep on that global shipping. No, and it was fast, too. I mean, uh, we sold a, a set of books, too, that went to, I'm not sure what country it went to, but it, it was um, global shipping. And we got a message from eBay telling us when Kentucky got it and they when they sent it back out. And it was great. It was fast. It was easy. Yeah, painless. So it, it really is. It's like you're, you're just shipping domestically. So if you're not doing global shipping, you're missing out. Oh. Think of think about that. That was a $99.99 for the hat, $75 for those books, right? Any other global shipping items? Those are the only two I've done so okay. far. I sold that Apple for $85. Not the Apple, sorry. The Windows program yep. for $85. I sold last night, like around 12 something, my phone went chiching, woke me up. I'm like, the only noise I want to wake up to, yes, right? Yes. And it was a vintage 49er snapback that sold for $40. And I don't know where the guy's at, but it's sold internationally. Nice. 
So think about that. Like, we're talking about over $200. I didn't even know people outside of the United States cared about American football. Neither did I. <laughs> there we go. Let alone the 49ers right now. Hey, hey, hey. hey I'm, I'm a 49er listen, fan. I, so I am a 49er right. fan. Like, Joe Montana, is, I still want to meet you. Joe Montana, if you're hearing this, there's a big fan that still wants to meet you. I think there's a pretty good chance that Joe Montana is listening to our podcast. So okay, you let me tell you how big of a Joe Montana fan I am. So his kids went to this private school, and I knew they went to this private school. And I actually wanted to get a job at this private school to teach so I could have a parent-teacher conference with Joe Montana. That's almost stalkerish. It I'm was. A worried. <laughs> I'm a little worried. I'm surprised you admitted that. Uh, no, well, hey, but fine. you know what? I didn't get the job. It didn't happen. Uh, but that's how big of a Joe Montana fan wow. I am. So cool. I know some of you are out there are some Joe Montana fans. Niners team of the decade. Totally different team than they are now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch football anymore. Okay. Anyways. I got, well, I got too much stuff to list. Watch football. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Hey, I want to share one of our listeners' hustle of the week. Yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. Okay. So, the Rydell, okay, that's his handle name T H E R I D E Y L. He sold a, so you got to track with me here because I really don't know what this is, but many of the listeners out there may know what this is. All right. And we'll put it on our Insta so people can see it. It's a Welch Allen diagnostic set otoscope. Do you know what that is? Uh, no clue. No clue either. But he did. And he bought it actually this past Friday for $14.99. And it flipped by Sunday for $140. That's nice. That is a hustle. That's nice a hustle. job. Good job out there. At now, the Rydell, you killed it. With you did. That is awesome. Now, it's funny because I'm, you know, I'm thinking. This guy must be a doctor or something. So, uh, you know, I, I was direct messaging. And I say, tell me a little bit. How did you find out? Like, what made you look at this? And he, this is what he told me. What do, you, what do you think he said before I tell you? It looked cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like it would be something that looks cool. No, he just, he was in the store and he saw something and he pulled out his phone and looked did at some research. Yeah. And he did his research. Boom. He's Money over, in the bank. He's over $100 richer. Right, so do your research. And here's what's funny about we say do your research. You know what our least listened to podcast is? Do your research. <laughs> but 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 is it anymore? Didn't didn't we get some? Didn't we push some? We we, that we way? pushed it a little bit with the free T-shirt contest. But yeah. it literally is episode three. So show episode three some love if you haven't. There's some good stuff in there. It's our least listened to podcast. I can't believe that. Right, that's, uh, to that's me, where the money is. You know what I mean? Like the money is in the research. I know. You got to listen to but it. But just research just sounds like you're going back to school or That's something. That's true. I, I can see that. So I don't know. But anyways, nice hustle of the week. All right. So my hustle of the week. They're not they're not huge like your Mac is hat. They're not big like what the Rydell sold. Mine are just clothing at garage sales. This is why they're my hustle of the week. I paid like a dollar or two dollars for these items. So I sold a mountain hardware fleece that I posted today on Insta for a dollar, for 50 bucks. Wow. Okay. And here is what I love about it is that the comps on eBay were selling them for 30 to 40. And you listed it higher and got it? I listed it higher. I made sure my pictures were better. Sure enough, it sold. Nice. Okay. I sold a Columbia jacket, which I wish I didn't buy. Mm. I don't know why I bought it. Maybe because it was only two bucks. I'm like, sure enough. And, mm. and I went on eBay and the comps were 30 to 40 and... I just, I don't know. I just didn't like listing it. It was just big and bulky. It took up space in the closet. So somebody offered me $25. I'm like, get it out of here. That's right. Hey, if you think about it, $2 to $25 is the same profit margin as some of the bigger hustles of the weeks we talk about. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's not as much money up front, but the total ROI on it is, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to tie it into Bolo of the Week a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I have a separate Bolo, but... I want you to think about when you're out there garage chilling, like I know clothing, like it's just, you know, some people just think it's gross, right? It's somebody else wore it. It could be sweaty. There might be stains on top of that. Then, you know, to list it, you got to take a picture. You got to take measurements, you know, all those things. But there's still money in clothing. I know clothing gets a bad rap. Do you hear like a lot of people being negative about clothing? I think Mike's just just insulated from all like the stuff that people say. Yeah, maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe like I, I should learn some more about. You know, Mike's just making money. Yeah, you know, like just if it if it sells. But again, like maybe once I have a couple of really bad experiences where 
you know, I didn't realize something about clothing and I bought something and I get it home and I realized I wasted a bunch of money. I will have wished that I paid more attention to people talking about the problems with clothing. But no, I get that. I mean, that happens I, every, you know, for every hundred pieces I pick up, there's like three or four. Yeah. And the worst is when they're big money ones, ones that I dropped 30, 50 bucks on. So for example, a hockey jersey. So I got this USA hockey jersey one time and I bought it for $15 and it was going for over $100 on eBay. It was legit. Mm. It was like, you know, CCM company is USA. I mean, everything looked legit, right? And it was it was a Reebok. It was a Reebok, you know, CCM. And there were two tags on it. There was a Nike tag and a Reebok tag on it. Was it a knockoff something? Yeah, it was a knockoff, except I guess whoever was making his knockoff didn't realize what they were knocking off. They didn't, that, and they didn't realize that maybe you should have like the same tags throughout your clothing because then it looks really fake. Yeah. Or really awesome because if you like Reebok and you like Nike, you might as well have both in one jacket. <laughs> I guess so, but <laughs> it really irked me because it was $15. And on top of that, the whole drive home, like scores, 100 mm. bucks, 100 bucks. And yeah, that's rough. I had to throw. I, I I usually throw that stuff away. Do you redonate fake stuff? No, that'd be messed up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where people land on stuff like. No, that. I don't know. I mean, I guess I it throw it be, away because I'm like I would hate for another person to pick up something. Yeah. And then they lose money too. Yeah. So if you have fake stuff, please. Throw or it away. you know, there might even be a market. I think if you're being, I, I actually don't know the the legality of this, so I don't want to say like sell something knowing it's fake. You know what? Okay, good example. So Rally Roots uh, found some knockoff Tommy Hilfiger stuff from the 90s. But I guess they were saying that it sells. Like, people still want it. Yeah, I mean, if there's a market for it, especially if if you think, I mean, because it's what? It's supply and demand. It's scarcity. Okay, That's right. what it is. I so, see the point. So if there, if there were 100 fake versions of something made, they might be actually worth more than the originals. If there's, you know, fewer of them and people realize like, hey, there was this thing that was out for a while and they were kind of popular, but there's not very many of them left. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I it, It's kind of goes back to like the whole, the misprints on something, right? Like a misprint on a book or on a on the cover of a, an album can actually be worth more, even though it was a mistake because mm-hmm. there's fewer of them, right? So now, of course, nobody's like intentionally wanting something fake, you know, that's not going to have more value. But if there's only a handful of them out there and people, you know, want them, then you that never is know. true. And there are some items that like they're fake, but they're popular because they're fake and people want them still. Yeah. Either po- popular because they're fake or you, you never know. Like maybe, maybe the company, the fake company, the knockoff company that was making it actually had a better product, right? Like it held yeah. up longer and it was like, <laughs> no, I don't want the real one. <laughs> I want the fake jacket because that one actually like has, you know, better quality stitching on it. I don't know. That is interesting. Probably all nonsense, but no, you know, no. There's probably I, one or two items out there that you you no, could probably I think, sell. For I you. think there's truth to that. I really do. Okay, let's talk about our bolos now. I'm gonna let you go first because I don't have one off the top of my head at the moment. You weren't ready for the show. I'm. I come into this ready to experience a good time. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and share my experiences. So, all right. So my bolo of the week. So it's going to be kind of vague this time. So last time we were very specific, like Skechers shape-ups. Yep. Okay, this time, my bolo of the week is going to be be willing to keep an eye out for items that are a little more expensive but that are new tools. Mm. Okay, And the reason I say this is because people pass this up all the time. Right, I'll walk into a thrift store. Like, for instance, I posted on Insta, I think, I know, on my Insta story. Maybe I'll post this. I did post it on Insta a month ago, and then when it's sold, I put it on the Insta story. But I, what I ended up selling, let me give the title, because I don't even, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a mechanic at all. Like, if your car breaks down, you don't want me around. Like, I can tell you, like, what happened on the Second Crusade, but I can't tell you how to fix anything. I'm sorry. Just how I roll. Useful information. <laughs> not practical just that's useful right. i useful. guess yeah. all right well i think that that's kind of the same thing okay all right <laughs> <laughs> so you know i sold lincoln power luber grease gun it's like a thing that mechanics use okay and they were at the goodwill and they were selling them for 60 bucks a piece and there were three and they were all new hmm. and they were sitting there like all day Hmm. Like I walked in there, I said, no one picked these up. They're like, no. And I think because people don't pick them up is because 
number one, the price point. Yep. Right. And number two, like they have no idea what it is. So it right. kind of scares people off. I have no idea what these are. Even to this day, like I did, a, I saw some pictures on Google images of like people doing something with brakes or something with, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I sold them. Right, I still made money. So it's what matters. And and, and I I find that a lot. Like I'm willing to go and spend money on items that I have no idea about. I just research the comps. You don't have to know exactly how it works. Hmm. You just and especially if it's if, new. If, if it's, it's new. If it's used, you gotta you probably need to either know somewhat how it works or what it is, or be able to disclose in your in your listing, like, not sure if it works, but it Looks for cool. part, yeah, but then I, I wouldn't even go that you know unless you know like for parts people are willing to pay money, but just be willing to be on the lookout for those items because I think sometimes especially when you're new, right, you're very focused. Like I'm gonna look for Harley and I'm gonna look for Hawaiian. That's what I look at Hawaiian shirts and I'm gonna look just for you know some these certain specific jerseys and I want to find some Yeezys and whatever it is. <laughs> But in the end, like you may be missing out. So don't go in with a narrow view. Like be on the lookout for those bigger, newer kind of tools out there that people want. Wow. I like Make it. sense? Makes sense to me. All right. So you ready now with your bolo? Yeah, I was ready before. I just forgot on oh, the spot. Wow, you're so. trying to keep us in suspense. That's right. So here we go. And this isn't like a great bolo as much as maybe just a tip, kind of okay. like yours was a tip. Um, but it is kind of a bolo. So there's there's a thrift store around me that I go to occasionally and I I almost never find anything good there, like in general, but I've had very good luck finding vintage toys or just like different toy stuff in general because they have this little rack that's set up that like some toys get thrown into, but like so do other random miscellaneous things. And it's kind of just a jumbled up mess. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I never look at that. Yeah. (laughs) To me... That's a gold mine because I know that resellers like you aren't going to take the time to move stuff out of the way and look, right? Because because most of the time you're wasting your time, right? But but this one store I know because they kind of have it all set up this way. I've gone in twice now and gotten vintage toys that are very, very, very um, high value toys. So. Interesting. You know, Thriftzilla, remember Thriftzilla mm-hmm. had a hustle a week, a few weeks ago. He does that all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you follow him on Instagram, and you should, Thriftzilla, he sells toys all the time that he finds, like all the time. Yeah, and and they're awesome. like jumbled up and, and he'll just, he'll set them up and he'll break them apart, take nice pictures and they'll sell. That's he great. makes money on them. So, wow. Okay, Bolo. So big tools that are new and jumbled up toys. Yeah, not jumbled. Be willing to look through that, that section of the store that nobody else is willing to look through because the good gold mine stuff might be hiding in there. Okay. All right. So what are you looking forward to? I got an awesome thing I'm looking forward to, but what are you looking forward to? Ooh, this one's this one's easy, but I don't know if I want to share it with you because I'm not I'm not gonna I'm gonna be selfish Wait, on this. We're, one. we're, we're live. No, right I'm sharing now. it. I'm sharing it with okay. people, but I, I mean specifically with you. Okay. I'm not sharing this opportunity with you. Oh I'm being selfish. Wow. So a friend of ours having a garage sale and it's kind of like a small community garage sale. It's it's kind of far from here, but this friend has been talking about some some nice things that that they have, okay. and they're giving us early access to their house nice. to go through their garage sale. So we're going to show up an hour early and just spend some time looking through the garage. Now, is it going to feel awkward when you are you going to haggle him? You know, I don't think we're going to haggle. I think we're going to be. There might be. I don't want to say haggle, but you know, there's an understanding of hey, we're trying to make a profit on these things. They know what we do. They know because that- it's always weird, right? When yeah. you're like people you know and you're trying to haggle with yeah. them. But no, I thought we're looking forward to that. And then we'll hit up some other uh, thrift stores while we're out. And then the nice thing, our uh, other garage sales, the nice thing is when when my wife and I go together and we take our son uh, garage selling. Um, there it is again, like thrift storing and garage selling. When we hey, go hey, garage selling. New to the lexicon. It's it's in there. So we go garage selling together as a family when we do when, when there's, you know, like some community sales. Uh, we always go to breakfast afterwards. So I'm looking forward to that's early awesome. access garage sales uh, and then breakfast with the family. Wow. That that sounds good. Yeah, it does good. not sound as exciting as mine. All right. Let's hear yours. I am finally going to organize my inventory. That this, sounds terrible, but great at the same time. <laughs> but this is why I'm excited. Two reasons. My boys will be back at school, mm. so I'll definitely have time, like, on my own to, like, sort through it. Now, it sounds miserable because I have so much inventory but here's what I saw. I was watching Rally Roots, and they talked about this thing called the custom SKU label that's on your listing that you can put, like, 
a bin number or something that only you see. Oh, that's wonderful. So when your item sells, it'll tell you like, you know, AU or A3 or A4, and you just go to that bin. I'm like, wow, like that was there this whole time? That's genius. I've been keeping it in a separate Excel sheet for every item, what bin it's in. It'll be nice to be able to put that. I even told my wife, I said, we should just put like in the bottom of like the description, like just a couple of numbers and letters like that, and nobody will know what it is, but so we know where to find the yeah. item. That's great that they have a space for I've that. done that too. Yeah. But now that this is there, I'm going to use it. I'm definitely going to organize because... When Q4 ramps up, you don't want to be, I don't want to be spending 30, 40 minutes looking for an item. No, absolutely not. All right. Hey, so we're going to wrap up our show, Pure Hustle Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, hey. Hey, like, comment, subscribe. Join us on YouTube. Please. It's great, right? Like, if if you're just listening, if you're just listening to us, that's awesome. There's definitely a place for that. Uh, But if you have not had a chance to actually watch us have this discussion, (laughs) we want to add you I think you turn people away now by saying that. Oh, no, I don't think so. No, it's great, you know, because, you know, I feel like like I'm getting to know some of the people who are watching our stuff because they're, you know, communicating with us on Instagram. And, yeah, and please comment in the comment yeah, section on YouTube. We yeah. would love that. Yeah, just anytime you reach out to us, we will definitely uh, be, talk back. And if you want to call us, we're still available, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. And we are Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter, and we're Pure Hustle Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So looking forward to hearing from all of you. Hope you have a great week hustling. Make sure to be real. Be relevant.